Hello. Hello. Um, hello. This is podcast from the unknown. 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 All right. So again, coming to you guys from Discord. So if the audio is not great, we apologize. But just what we got to do now. I kind of like it though. Kind of like. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's kind of nice. We have established that we're not as nervous when it's our like week to go to like pick a topic. We're not as nervous because we're like in the comfort of our own home and we're not. I'm still like, nervous. <laughs> 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 it's okay. It's all right. I don't think the like the jitters will ever fully go away. Maybe when we've been doing this for like a year or two, maybe then. But I think I'm I'll not, always I would, be nervous. I thought it would get easier, but it feels like the pressure keeps mounting. But in yeah. like a good way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. We yeah. also took a big break there for a while, too. So I think that also like any comfortability was just shot because it, we've taken such a little hiatus. Right. Yeah. We're not used to being around each other all the time. But yes. We've okay. So uh, what's different podcast. from... The last time we recorded is Ohio is like completely reopened pretty much. Um, okay. What gyms are open yet, but that's like happening, I think, like the 26th of this month. Yep. Yeah. Um, what, Jules, you go back to work on the 31st? Um. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, we're trying to figure out a day, but yeah, I work in a childcare facility, so I have to go back soon, so... Yeah, um, yeah, schools are all opening. Well, daycares are all opening back up, right? And mm-hmm. the malls open. Uh, yeah. Like summer camp, which is what I'm technically doing, is the summer camp program. So, I yeah. will say this though, like, you know, I work in retail, so like the big thing with me was I was worried about people's attitudes, but not really many people had an attitude. It's kind of nice to still see that people are willing to kind of not want to go out. So. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. the people that are making retail and frontline workers jobs easy by just doing what you're told or asked to do and just kind of going about your business. So, yeah, because that's what's going to make all the difference, really, um, is to just, you know, wear a mask and follow the guidelines of wherever you're going. Follow the guidelines they put in place. It's like, you know, you're not a kid. Like, Don't be dumb. Yeah, no, like you shouldn't have to be like, I don't know, told to follow the rules. Like you're all grown adults and it's what's going to end up making or breaking this whole situation. Like Jules and I were talking earlier in the car, like this could either be really bad or it could be okay. You know, if it's, if it ends up being okay, like that's great. But if we have all these new cases and it's just way, way worse than it was before, then we're kind of fucked. And so I think following the guidelines put in place and just being smart and courteous of people's space and shit is just going to make the difference. So, yeah, (sighs) it's just weird. It's very strange. Logan, how's work been for you with you being a frontline worker? Oh, I I mean, it's scary at times, but, you know, the protection, like, and you do the best you can to protect yourself from getting it but i mean there's no work around it yet so yeah we just do what we can what what we have yeah exactly stay safe yeah and that's really all you can do you know is just be smart and take care of yourself and 
be courteous of the people around you. Like Adam brought up, you know, masks aren't just for you. They're, they're really for the people around you and mm-hmm. to protect them too. And it's just going to make all the difference. Yeah. It's the new normal that we have to get used to for a while. And, you know, I'm willing to do what I have to do to continue to work and, you know, still provide entertainment for the people that want to come in and, you know, buy video games. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So Adam and Allie are going this week. Um, yes. I, did you both pick topics that are close to home for, Oh, yeah. for, yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, they pick some topics that are kind of close to home that some of you guys may have heard of or remember seeing on the news or, um, just hearing other people from Ohio talk about. Um, and I think you guys said that Adam, you're going to go first. Yeah, I can do okay. that. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready when you guys are ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's yeah. do this. Well, like you guys obviously know that Ohio has some weird history to it. Uh, I feel like, you know, going back to just things that happened downtown with OhioCon and MetsuriCon that, you know, every once in a while we see these people disappear. Well, a gentleman named Brian Schaefer, who was a medical student at OSU, disappeared on the night of March 31st, 2006. And it has been 14 years, and it's still unsolved. Uh, so it's a little bit weird because there's a lot of things that could lead to different theories. So I'm really curious to see what your guys' theories would be. Uh, give, give us a little background of what these, you know, conventions are. You know, not everybody knows what these right. So are. like OhioCon and MetsuriCon are more like I know them as like anime conventions, but it's also a place where you can sell you know, anime-related things, video games. It's just, like, more of a mass gathering for people to have similar interests. And people, what? People cosplay, right? As well? Yeah. As different yeah. characters? And stuff. Yeah. Like, so. you can do Naruto, yeah. Dragon Ball, you know, even just video game characters, pop mm-hmm. culture. It's, I guess I could call it, like, nerd heaven. It's uh, a big It's people. a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even and know. Yeah. I and mean, the dangers like Wizard Con too. So Wizard yeah. Con, yeah. And the dangers what? of that of cosplay and stuff is like obviously you don't look like you, you know, yeah. like so you really could it's kind of a disguise in a way. And, and not only do we have those, Ohio has a lot of like really big, like you said, mass gatherings, like the Arnold Classic in the spring, and then mm. we have um Sorry, there's some weird thing happening. I just happening. saw your what, lights go out. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh my god, just like last week. <laughs> Dude. Like, okay. is it, did it just get darker in there? Yeah. yeah. And it's, what light just went out? They're strobing. Nothing went out. That's the thing. They're, and it they're like, like strobing. I don't understand. This happened last week, guys, where we were in the middle of talking about spooky nature and Amber's experiencing some type of paranormal phenomenon right in front of our eyes. Yeah, it's so so fucking weird. Anyway, um, yeah, we have a lot of big things like the Pride Festival and we have um, ComFest and, you know, a lot of mass gatherings. Like the Jazz and the Jazz Festival. And the Rick Fest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, any yeah. any city, state that you're in, you know, a lot of people disappear in that kind of situation. But yeah. the situation revolved around a bar named Ugly Tuna, which is no longer in business. Uh, it was located on South Campus Gateway near OSU campus. Um, 
So kind of going into a little bit more of like the backstory behind Brian, uh, he was at his second year at OSU uh, when his mother passed away from cancer. This was 25 days prior to his disappearance. Um, He was also dating a woman named Alexis Wagner, uh, who was also studying to be a doctor. And before his mom's passing, she gifted Brian a trip to Miami at the beginning of April during spring break. And they were supposed to leave a couple days after they vanished. But the rumor was that Brian planned to ask Alexis to marry him uh, during this getaway. Wait, so they both vanished or just Brian? Just Brian. But they had planned on going to Miami to kind of get away after exams and stuff like that to the point where, you know, it didn't happen, I guess. Um, So they went out on March 31st, him and a close friend named Clint Florence. uh, And prior to them going out, Brian had dinner with his brother and his father uh, that night, congratulating him on you know, finishing his exams, you know, what are they going to do when they go to Miami, just kind of celebrating, you know, spring break. So the events of that night, so around 9 p.m., Brian met up with Clint at a closed down Ugly Tuna bar in downtown Columbus. Uh, This area was mostly known for high crime. So the Ugly Tuna had installed security cameras around their building. Uh, Around 10 p.m., he called Alexis, who was back home in Toledo, visiting her family before their trip to Miami on April 3rd, just kind of touching base with her, you know, letting them know what she was doing, so on and so forth. Well, Brian and Clint continued to bar hop around the arena district, and each bar they stopped at, according to Clint, they took one to two shots of hard liquor. So kind of, you know, your memory is getting a little bit fuzzy. You're kind of like demeanor gets a little bit more lazy. Uh, when you drink. So around 1 a.m. April 1st, Brian and Clint met up with a friend that was Clint's friend named Meredith Reed in the short north, and she brought him back to the Ugly Tuna, where they had first met up for their night out. And at this point, there's footage of three friends that were seen going up to the escalator, which would be Clint, Meredith, and Brian at 1.15. So they go into the bar at 1.15, and about 1.55, Brian was once again captured on surveillance camera, talking to two women off screen or on screen before saying goodbye and re-entering the bar. No camera saw him leaving the bar that night at all. Yeah, and I remember like when this was like a thing. So I would have been in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember people talking about it, and um, I remember them saying like it was literally like he just disappeared. Like he went in and just never came back out. At least the camera saw him. Right. Cause what I was reading was there was no way out. Like the only way out was the front door because if he were to go out the back door, there was no public entrance to it. And it went right into like a construction yard. So when the police were investigating, they said that it was really hard for even a sober person to navigate through that, let alone someone that's extremely drunk or intoxicated. So, 2 a.m., Meredith and Clint both waited outside the bar, and they assumed that since Brian never came out, that he had left and went back to his apartment for sleep. Uh, So a couple days went by. Alexis continued to call Brian's phone and no answer, and his car was at the apartment, which was located eight blocks away from the Ugly Tuna. So it sounded like they walked to the bar and was kind of like walking around the short north, just kind of drinking, bar hopping, stuff like that. Which is normal Um, here. 
Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. usually <laughs> like bar crawl, especially like in the arena district or like short north area where there's just like a lot of bars within walking distance. It's really common for people to just park somewhere far-ish away so they don't have to pay or so they have to pay less and then just bar hop all night, basically. I mean, yeah. even at Nationwide Arena, there's you know, four or five bars just with by the arena alone, yeah. alone, you know, two or three blocks down the road. Yep. Yeah, tr- we're like a drinking community, I guess. If you want to, yeah, like it could have happened that. to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly in that area, it's like, and like you said, it's not the best area. Yeah. Like, Mm-mm. like OSU campus is like okay. Like, it's definitely not the worst campus, but like some of the surrounding areas are a little sketchy. Yeah. For and sure. like. You know, they had a high tick in crime. So, like, you know, obviously in installing security cameras might be the only clue as to why we can potentially even assume that Brian was there at all. Right. Yeah. Um, thank God they put in those cameras. Yeah. And, like, the weird thing is, too, so, like, a missing persons report was filed and they used search dogs around the area to kind of look for Brian. They would continue to ask with flyers. They also looked in dumpsters and waste containers to obviously see if, you know, foul play was suspected um and those who had been in contact with brian were asked to take a polygraph test so that would be like clint meredith um and then obviously randy which was be his dad and they all passed but clint refused to take a polygraph test that's weird he said that it was that he explained all the information that was needed for the case and that he didn't need to prove himself via lie detector that's really strange that's very weird i mean what better way to prove you have nothing to hide than to prove you have nothing to hide right now like like it just seems like because there's a lot of things lead me to believe that clint has something to do with it because even after all this had happened brian had a brother and clint used to kind of talk negatively about the situation like not really caring about where he is or not showing any kind of concern as to like, you know, Hey, your best friends. Right. I mean, I know if my best care. friend disappeared, especially like if we had been out drinking together and I should have been looking out for them and they went missing, I would have been fucking hysterical. Yeah. yeah like, same. And, oh and I would have felt partially responsible that I wasn't looking out for them, knowing that they were under the influence. Right. Yeah. And we were in the best area. Like, yeah, he's heartless for that. That's just like, that's weird. And to, and to be like, well, I'm not going to take a polygraph test. Like, well, but why? Like, if you've got nothing to hide, just do it. Like, it's, it just seems kind of, I don't know. It's sketchy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sketchy and it's just, you're not, you know, if, like you said, if it's your friend, you would want to stick up for him too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once kind of like word had got out, like tips started coming in and there was reports of sightings of Brian in Michigan, Texas, and even Sweden uh, of people that had looked identical to him. But Brian had like distinct tattoos. So he had like a Pearl Jam tattoo on his right arm that was obviously like distinctable for a lot of people. And it's weird that all these cases came like pouring in like, hey, I've seen him in this state. Hey, I've seen him here. And then Sweden. You know, yeah, that's, all places. that's strange. Yeah, that's so, very, like, very weird. Yeah, so that saw him, they didn't see his tattoo. No. Yeah, so it probably wasn't him. Yeah. Well, that or like you know, it could have been one of those things where a lot of people are 
under the theory that when he went into the bar, he changed and left the bar under a different outfit. And that's yeah. kind of like how he escaped his life. To start yeah, but like, over. but don't you think if that were the case, somewhere on the cameras, it would have shown him walking in with like a bag of clothes or like, where did he get this outfit? Yeah. Like, right. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of the theories are thinking that like he moved on because, well, I'll get there. But so Brian's dad had reached out to a psychic at one point for help. You know, like, hey, yeah. I'm trying to find my son. I just need somebody else's advice. And, you know, we've all talked before about psychics and, you know, predicting the future and stuff and being able to foresee things. Well, she had claimed that Brian's body was in a water near a bridge. So they took that tip and gathered a lot of people, including law enforcement, and they waded the water in the Olentangy River for hours, which is adjacent to OSU campus, and no bodies were found either. Hmm. But it's just kind of... The thing that sticks out to me is, you know, a psychic is able to say, like, water and a bridge and Olentangy River. Well, I mean, it's just weird, though, because, like, the fact of the relative sea of the, like, location, you know, Olentangy River is pretty close to the short north. There's a lot of rivers and bridges places. I mean, I'm not saying I don't believe in psychics, but if I was desperate, I would probably go to one, too. Yeah. Desperate times, desperate measures. Well, and I absolutely believe that some psychics have some validity to to their I, I do believe some people genuinely do have gifts yeah do I, do I think there are a lot out there that are that take advantage of people like brian's father who are obviously grieving yep. and like are kind of desperate i guess for answers yes i do think there there are psychic psychics out there that take advantage of people like that but i don't know i mean i just think she knew she could have been like, oh, the area, I know that, you know, like, this is close by, and... Yeah, instead of yeah. just a water bridge. Like, that's pretty vague. Yeah. yeah. Right, but at the, like, at the end of the day, though, you know, it's worth the investigation, because you never absolutely, know. Absolutely, yeah. Like, yes, oh, absolutely. I don't believe you, and then you could easily potentially... Well, yeah, always. Like, and, uncover yeah. something. Yeah, I but agree. Yes. Kind of like wrapping things up because I, I obviously want to get everybody's theory on it but in 2008 so two years after his mother died and brian went missing his dad also passed away as well um and on an online condolence book that was going out for like e-signatures there was a signature that read to dad love brian u.s oh, that could have been anybody Right, so it was proven to be a hoax because the ip address came back to franklin county instead of the Virgin <laughs> islands but gotcha. I still that's, feel like that's kind why of why do people have to do that? That's, that's like fucked. That's yeah, that's fucked. Messed up. yeah. It just it's it's just weird to me as far as like how he disappeared, why he disappeared. I oh, still yeah. think that Clint has something to do with it, and maybe Meredith as well. Even though she did pass a polygraph test, I mean, you can manipulate those in some way, shape, or form. But I definitely think that Clint had something to do with it, as far as knowing where he is and doesn't want to tell anybody or if there was some type of murder involved. See, and yeah, that, that is one thing that I was thinking about too, was maybe he was helping him get away. But, mm-hmm. but though he, it, I mean, I guess from the outside looking in, Brian seemed to have like a seemingly good life right, besides his know. mother passing away. And like, right, like you're about to go to Miami, you, you could potentially be finding the love of your life. You're going to be a doctor. Like, yeah. You know, why? What? 
Maybe he got cold feet. Yeah, but I feel like 14 years worth of cold feet, I feel like at this point you would have said something. Well, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, if it was cold feet, which I thought that too, maybe he just didn't know how to end this relationship. But it's just kind of like, is it worth, like Adam said, like disappearing for 14 years and not speaking to your family and stuff? The crazy thing is, is there's still people out there to this day that are still genuinely looking at this. This isn't something that was like case closed. Like, mainstream media may not be looking at it but there's definitely people out there that are still trying to find him so i i don't think he's around but i also don't want to say that just because of you know yeah is it still an active Mm -hmm. and open investigation within the police like columbus police department yeah there's still pictures of him on the missing board so okay um, yeah, they, they've auto-rendered his face, so, like, there's times where he's got a beard, and then this is what he would look like without one, and this is what he would look like with hair. And They've you know, aged I, him, too, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. It's just scary, because, like, you know, there's a lot of things that could go into potentially human trafficking, because... Yeah, 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 that's always, always a possibility, unfortunately, is that somebody could have swiped him up, and he could have gotten tangled up in human trafficking and unfortunately like when a, a lot of the times you those people are never heard from again it truly is like they've disappeared yeah and, it, and i know it's it happens sad. a lot like it happens during the arnold it happens during you know the big conventions downtown it's just yeah mass gatherings definitely are like hotbeds for that kind of stuff yeah. and drunk people are Here, easily like... manipulable so mm-hmm. he had been drinking all Sorry. night so yeah Sorry for talking over you guys no, you're, you're okay. okay I was just thinking like it's weird that they like pick places like where there's a lot of people to abduct people because don't you think someone would see I think that well, goes back to the bystander effect though exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say I can never understand that bystander effect bullshit because I would never do that shit so well, I yeah, but I unfortunately, yeah, I us being the you know one percent, there's ninety nine percent of the people out there that <laughs> genuinely only care about themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's well, and there's always just that thought: well, someone will step in. Yeah. It doesn't have to be me, and a lot of people just genuinely don't want to be involved. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, I don't know what's going that. on here. I don't want to be involved. Like, don't involve me in whatever's happening. I kidnapped. I would really want someone to say something. Mm-hmm. Well, the, absolutely. The thing that I guess I like didn't see when I was doing my research was people inside the bar obviously saw him come in, but no one in the bar had any like testimonies as far as saying that he left. Like he's still right. not in the bar. He's yeah, obviously that's not, weird. You know, yeah, hiding nobody, in there. nobody knows how drunk everybody else is. You know, mm-hmm. memory memory gets true. clouded. True. true. Well, and at this point, it's probably pretty late in the night, and I mean, everybody in there. Well, yeah. And if they're doing like if like bar crawl is a thing, you have to think like the workers, their bars are so fucking busy, like you yeah. can't keep track of who all comes in and out of there. Like and that's just to say like that someone didn't see him come in, but like you know, who's like how would you know that you exactly that you saw him? You know, like I don't know. I feel like there's so many people that come and go, like how would you how could you say for sure? Who you did and did not see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jules, what do you think happened? I mean, I don't really know. Like, I don't have a super strong opinion either way. Um, I just, I feel like, 
I don't feel like he was like murdered or anything because like if there's no way that there just like wouldn't be any evidence of foul play like at all if he did. Um, but I could see him like, I don't know. Cause I don't know how hard it would be to just disappear either. Like if you if, like willingly to disappear, like I feel like he, I guess more so I I'm leaning toward then I, that he was like abducted in some way, shape or form. Yeah. I mean, looking at his pictures, he wasn't, you know, an ugly person. He was attractive. And unfortunately in that industry of what they would call business, that kind of stuff is money to them. So Mm -hmm. I guess I can see that side too. I mean, I would be leaning more towards like some, like Clint knows something more than like the human trafficking side of it or Clint saw it happen and just doesn't want to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they told him not to say anything or he'd like get killed. Yeah. How many, how many bars did he go to? It just said they went to a couple bars around the short North, but it was, they were drinking shots at every bar. So, and this is all from Clint, you know, saying this is what we did that night. Cause obviously we'll never understand what Brian did. And Meredith only came in just to take him back to the ugly tuna and drink a little bit with him. So, and then, yeah, she wasn't with him the whole night. Mm-mm. And then you said that like they had gotten into an altercation, Mm-mm. or like they'd been fighting. No, he. The last thing that was shown on camera was at one fifty-five in the morning, and he was talking to two women, and then he said what appeared to be goodbye and then walked off screen as if he was entering the rebar, like re-entering. Well, like the you were saying that their relationship was a little rocky, like their friendship. Mm-mm. No, no, his no that's afterward. Yeah. Like oh, his the brother. brother was talking yeah. to Clint and Clint just refused to kind of acknowledge anything that happened after the disappearance. Like mm-hmm. he was talking about it in like a bad way. Did they question the two women that he was seen talking to yeah so they identified them i should have said that so they identified the two women on the video and they gave them polygraph tests and they were willing to do it and they passed as well okay as so as they were know. probably I, just like either like uh students, like students that yeah. he knew or like just friends it that could have been knew. friends of alexis and you know being yeah. like hey you know we're going yeah. out and this is what we plan on doing because the rumor was going around their friends group and even between like their family was that he was going to ask her to marry him. Yeah. See, for me, I don't necessarily know if I believe that, like, it would be like, he, I don't, I don't think that he was, like, abducted by, like, human trafficking. I think it could easily be that, like, he was just, like, abducted or taken somewhere and homeboy knows about it and knows where he is and just can't say anything about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, I just don't think... Amber, are you okay out there, girl? Yeah. It's just the lights keep flickering. <laughs> giving me anxiety. Like, I, I know, you're looking all, all around and, and stuff. Well, I keep changing, like, the, do we have a dimmer? And I just keep changing the, like, to see maybe if it's, like, I don't know. Something it could like be that light. Too. That one light's not a dim light. You might want to turn it's, it back up. Is it's, it still on all the way? It's all of them, yeah. Oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> That's really weird. I just keep looking down, and you're like... Looking all around, kind of freaking out mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> the energy in here is weird. Um, so, it's yeah, you, so you think Amber. it was just... I know. <laughs> I know. You think that it he just basically was, like, abducted just by, like, anyone. Like, not necessarily human trafficking, but... I don't know if it's, like, by anyone, but I feel like it could be someone, like, specific that they know. And... 
like, like maybe he wronged somebody in the past and yeah or some, something yeah or like i don't because i'm not i don't necessarily i don't know like if i believe that it would be like human trafficking as much as i would like because the the one i can't remember what did you say his name was clint yeah his friend yeah his clint friend yeah um I feel like he wouldn't be acting so weird unless, like, he was involved in some way, yeah. shape, or form. But I don't think that this guy got murdered. Like, because, like I said, I feel like there's, like, there's just no traces of that, of anything. And they went to all these bars, and there's all these videos, and mm-hmm. no one's acting weird. And I've seen enough murder shows to, like, well, know that there's always at least a little bit some of something that gets left behind. There's one more theory, too, and it's, like... I guess this one would be considered more of like what they would call the stretch theory, but are you guys familiar with like the smiley face killer mm-hmm. and like yes. that murder strain? No. They think that, well, so like the smiley face murderer and correct me if I'm wrong, like would kill people and then like dispose of their bodies in water and like the river and stuff. But I don't know if he had like a calling card. Did he remember this happened in Ohio? Um... I think it happened like all around the United States, oh. but they were assuming that like, it could potentially very well be a part of that, I guess, because it was around oh, yeah. the same time that everything was going on. Oh, I did just Google it, and it was his name came up with the smiley face killer. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, hmm. He used the smiley face symbol on his letters to the police. But yeah, it, it is saying that um, drownings. Yeah. Yeah, you're and right. He, Drowning. He would, he would put a smiley face on the bag that he used to cover the heads of his victims. Yeah, and it All looks right. very, um, it looks very not like your typical smiley face. It's very creepy. No, it's creepy. Um, <laughs> hold on, let me look and let me see. Um, yeah, I will. Here, I'll yeah. post a picture of the last security clip that was shown of Brian. Then no, like, street camps pick him up? Yeah, so that was another... It's a great question. So there's a lot of street camps downtown Columbus. So what they did was they went back to some of the places that he could have potentially went within a radius. And none of those cameras saw any, like, images that remotely describe... Like, would fit the description of what he was wearing. But my thing is, is how would they get... If he was kidnapped... How would they get him out of the building without being seen? He was drunk. Well, yeah, yeah. but like, how did none of the cameras pick it, pick him up, or no one? I don't know. Like, I guess if no one noticed him leaving, none of the cameras like picked it up. Like, how would they? Oh shit! How would they? Um, how would they know? Like, how would they have gotten him out? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like it's almost kind of like a Kanika Jenkins incident where everything was caught on camera, yeah. but there's not enough to give it away permanently, I guess. But obviously they end up finding her, but this one seems just, unless there's something in the security cameras that show like maybe somebody following him, but like even there's one picture too where there's two Columbus police officers standing outside the Ugly Tuna. Yeah, and he is very cute and looks basically like every basic white man that exists. Yeah, he looks, in my opinion, he kind of <laughs> looks hate like to, uh, <laughs> to say it, but 
He kind of gives me um, Schmidt from New Girl vibes. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's very handsome and like, I don't know, I mean, I can see why there were so many sightings, supposed sightings of him, because like I said, he, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but he does look like basically every white man. He looks yeah. out there. Okay, so... I mean, I, I really hope that one day we get an answer because obviously, you know, he's what from. Did you send us, Adam? Uh, it's just a picture of him, or it's oh, a picture it's a of the podcast. Um, apparently, it? it's smiley face killers. There's multiple of. Wait, copycats? No, they're like it's a group. Oh. Yeah, people, a coordinated group of killers. Yeah, is what they're saying. Um. But they're saying that he matches the description of, like, who they would typically target. Like, he looks uh, like what they would go for. Um, Adam, that link you sent, it says the content's only available to subscribers. Uh, I don't know what I subscribed to then, because <laughs> I was able to view it pretty, pretty easily. Oh, uh, so apparently they would go after privileged, highly educated, privileged young men was their target yeah. so, so that's what they're saying like is w why some people believe they're they have something to do with it is because obviously like brian was like highly he was educated and he was i guess quote-unquote privileged seeing the crazy thing about this whole story too is this isn't something that was just like you know 614 now was covering and 10 tv like this was it was like global. everywhere like, yeah this was national news it was oh, on i've never heard of it this is my first time hearing about it did you happen to look in your research on a website called medium.com? The medium.com, yeah. Um, it's really good for like I think we should link it. Yeah, um, that's, because that's they show a picture. Yeah, they show a picture of what the outside of the Ugly Tuna Saluna looks like. Mm -hmm. And they show like the exit and then they show like the main entrance slash well, exit. Only, I think the only way to get it was up the escalators. Like yeah, that's no what it looks like. Yeah, there's no public access to the back door. That's what it looks like to me, yeah. So there's one a, way in, one way out, but where did you go? Right, and they're showing that there's an emergency exit to the side, but if mm -hmm. he went out the emergency exit, it would have sounded, it, an alarm would have went off. Yep. Usu usually, at least. Yeah. <clears throat> that's odd. Yeah, because I used uh, True Crime Society as well, and kind of detailed like hour by hour kind of like the events that led up to him. And according to like my research, that's where I found like the 14 years, like this is still insanely long time. You know, he was 27 yeah. year old. He was 27 when he disappeared. So he would be what? 41 now. Yeah. Right. And then, Oh, I see what you're talking about where they showed pictures of him, like with a beard and like with glasses on. Mm-hmm. It's just really sad. I would say my theory is um, kind of leaning towards Jules is it's a little bit of both, you know, of Clint having something to do with it or knowing something about it and not being able to say something. Yeah, I would say that he either helped him get away or was in cahoots <laughs> with um Basically, someone like that, maybe Brian had fucked over in some way or had some kind of beef with in the past. I've never said 
had beef with. Oh my god! <laughs> so that I don't know where that came from, but you know, somebody that Brian had maybe um, wronged in the past or had conflict with. I maybe Clint was working I, with them or something. I would hope that like he wasn't murdered, like honestly. But if he was kidnapped, that's like a long ass time to like be held yeah. captive, and like it's well, horrible. Yeah. And it's a horrible outcome either way. Like it's just all around really bad. Yeah. Oh, this picture of his dad. Mm. Yeah, like his mom oh. looked identical to him. It, yeah. I don't know. This was a subject that I wanted to do a while ago, and this know. website is really good, Adam, because there's pictures of him and there's a picture of him and his mom, picture of him and Clint, yep. him and Alexis, him and his dad, the ugly tuna saluna, and like, yeah, there's a lot. Um, yeah, I use that website. Yeah pretty heavily for this um so shout out to the medium mm-hmm, yeah because <laughs> it's very thorough um i don't know if you guys saw the 10 tv article of this that was just published in february of this year um but there was a um picture circulating of a homeless american in I'm. I don't know how to say it. It's T I J. It's like Tijuana. Yeah. 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 Um, that was sent to a detective, and and the article says after seeing the photo, the detective says that she felt that it was a strong possibility that the homeless person could be Schaefer. She sent the photo to the FBI for facial recognition analysis. Yeah, I think it came back negative. Let me see. Hold on. Hmm. I remember reading oh, yeah, it says it says Detective Tucker says it took roughly four weeks for the FBI analysis to return. And it was determined that the mysterious homeless looking man in the photo was not Schaefer. Well, my hopes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. A, no, you're fine. He had a like a huge obsession with Pearl Jam, like because he had the a Pearl Jam tattoo. So Pearl Jam was performing in Cincinnati at one point as well. And the lead singer caught wind of this whole situation. It was you know, asking people at his concert to help look for, you know, a fan of his because he went missing. So it got not only just the attention of the media and the people that watch it, but the people that also listen to music and follow bands and stuff like that. I mean, this picture, it looks like, it looks very scary like him. Like, it, he looks very close to him. Will you send, the, yeah, will you send, send it? Yeah. Because I'm trying hearing, to find what you're talking about. Off, though, whenever yeah, we're, we're I'm going to wait. Something. Was That's he? Fine. I'm sorry, guys. Was he like a, you know, was he an avid drinker? Do you, do we know anything about that? <clears throat> no, there really wasn't. Like when I was doing research through this website and True Crime Society, I didn't really talk about his past. But a lot of people assume that when he went out drinking, it was to kind of grieve from his mom. So maybe his mom's like passing had something to do with a uptick in drinking. So he he could have been like he could have been an alcoholic, yeah. Or you know, the I saw on here that it said that him and his friends went out to celebrate spring break. Mm-hmm. That's why they were drinking so heavily that night is because they were going on spring break and they were celebrating it. Yeah, it was yeah. a Friday. Going well, and I mean they're in college. Yeah, I mean yeah. what what college kids didn't go out drinking? God, for like they don't even need a reason. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, so-and-so found a starburst under their couch. Let's go out and drink to celebrate. <laughs> it was a pink one. That is a reason to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, like, you're in college. I don't, 
uh, at no, all. Yeah, bar crawls are common in college. They're very common. Yes. Yeah, especially OSU. Yeah. Well, my theory this is like this is like big stretch, like theory. My theory is like he like got so drunk that he blacked out, and during that time when he blacked out, he like had, you know, he had amnesia, and maybe that amnesia affected his brain. So basically, what I'm saying is like when he when you say that he approached those two girls, maybe when he was blacked out, he thought those were his friends, and it was like a memory loss kind of thing. So. I'm thinking in my head that that memory lasted longer than usual for a human being, and he just forgot. He just he just basically he lost who he was and it became starting started a new life kind of thing. But like what Jules was saying, he that homeless person it might it could have been him. Just like he didn't know who he was anymore. It was a different identity. Sense. Yeah, there's yeah. a big stress though. No, I, also, I no, it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, also kind of like what could tie into that too, Logan, is uh, maybe he was drugged. Yeah. 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 Maybe somebody slipped something into one of the drinks he had that night and it didn't hit him really until they got back to the Ugly Tuna Saluna like, at like 2 a.m. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, kind of following what you were saying, he had no idea maybe where he was or who he was and slipped out with a group that was leaving. And, and like, and I was thinking, like, I was when you said the camera footage, I was thinking like, if we were there, detectives, like, I would want to see probably everybody who walked in and out and see if there's any resist. Like, maybe he like during that blackout, he picked up somebody else's hat or clothing, yeah, or jacket by accident, exiting, and the camera didn't catch that part of it, and he just walked out on his own. That's possible. Yeah, clothing. that is possible. So, yeah. March weather here, let's be honest, is very much inconsistent. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's winter in the at night and <laughs> summer in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's very possible. Well, and it could be like the Clark Kent effect. You know, I mean, a pair of glasses could make all the difference. He could have just slipped on his reading glasses, and <laughs> no one would have been, <laughs> no one would have known. Maybe. Hey. Thank goodness for comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but but like Jules said a little while back, think about it. When you go to a restaurant or you go to the grocery store and somebody asked you, hey, that guy that was standing next to you or was seated next to you, can you describe him? I'd be like, uh, yeah. no. <laughs> Well, you especially know, like, and add the add the added pressure of it being like the police that are asking you, and you're like, and you've you know, been drinking, and yeah. I feel like that's how like false statements get made all the time because, like in those moments, like you're like, well, shit, was he wearing like a green shirt or was it like blue? Like I don't remember exactly. Like, and then you just guess, and you're like, I'm like ninety five percent sure it was this color, and it just I just feel like shit like that can happen, and. Especially if you have the, like I said, the added stress of having the police be yeah. the ones that question you. You're just like, oh my god, like, yeah, this is I what agree. I saw, for sure. So another yeah. theory, too, that it looks like maybe he had walked out of the emergency exit and fell into the construction site and had fallen somewhere where he's potentially buried at this point. Yeah, but, like, at that point... Like, they, wouldn't, goes, they would catch that on to- camera. Well, and it goes back to Jules's theory of 
there was no, I mean, there wasn't, like, you didn't see a footprint or, I don't know, a hair follicle that, or not a hair follicle, but, like, a piece of hair or, like, something to indicate that that's where he was. Like, yeah, DNA never, is left every, I mean, you would be surprised. Yeah. At where your DNA is. Apartment. Yeah. Like, they and, went to go look at his apartment and they said it was still the normal apartment. Did so. he, did he drive or? Um, no. his car, did they car, like maybe carpool no, there? They walked. They walked because his house was on, or his apartment was only. Oh, like they walked from his apartment. Okay. Yeah. And they said okay. his car was still there and everything was pretty much. Now, ready to go. Did they check his, I'm sure they did, but like, had he made any strange purchases the week he disappeared? Like, had he taken out a lot of money from his bank account or had he bought things like he wouldn't typically have bought like. Every article I read didn't talk about. Gotcha. Like he almost, like he almost just poof, like literally yeah. just vanished, and there's not a single trace of him. That is mm. so. That really does remind me of Kanika Jenkins' story, except obviously she was found. Yeah, but like everything is just like, like you when you just said that he, he could have been drugged. That's like what I first thought of. I was like, mm-hmm. that totally yeah. could have been it. They're they're similar because. Um, Basically, basically, the friends were questioned. My friends didn't give a fuck. Yeah, the only footage, the only like thing people have to go on is the footage of the in the hotel and the cam, you know, the cameras. And I mean, there is a possibility that he could have been drugged. I mean, yeah, there's no body to do a toxicology report on. There would be no way for them to know which glass was his or which bar it had happened at or which drink it even happened. You know what I mean? Like, what if, what if someone at the bar saw him and they knew him and they had like a vendetta against him or whatever and then they like hurt him at the bar or something? That kind of go back to Jules's theory though. them knowing something and being afraid to say anything about it like or yeah. not like that but you know like maybe he had wronged somebody in the past yeah mm-hmm. but he doesn't like even like i'm obviously you can't get a lot from someone's just pictures but he doesn't seem or look like the type of person that would have had a troubled past that because no, obviously not it's not if he had a troubled past in some way, shape, or form, I feel like that would have been documented in the events leading up to it but like there's no documentation yeah, of him like being arrested or you know violence and stuff like that yeah he looks very um very well put together and clean cut and yeah i mean aside from him having like tattoos which i know some people are like tattoos are bad and you know whatever like he seems like a very clean cut white male like average white male i'm actually surprised he even had a tattoo yeah like he doesn't seem like the type that would even have that and it's very sad, you know, no matter what way you cut it, it's extremely sad and it sucks because I just wish there was some kind of like justice for him. Like I know that he doesn't have much family left, but what family he does have, I'm sure they're still wondering what happened to him and if he's okay. And cause I think Jules, Jules, your article that you post or you talked about, from what was it february 
Yes. I think that was like one of the last like reported articles about like a sighting of them this year anyway. So it just seems like it's kind of. Yeah. People, I don't want people to give up hope. Like there's obviously. Yeah, I hope we find them. There. Oh yeah, I mean it could it could We're be thirty high- years and there still could be a possibility that it can be solved. Just saying. Could be yeah. aliens. Maybe he was maybe he was abducted, and that's why there's absolutely zero trace of him. He yeah, was surprised I mean, up into a, into a UFO. Can we yeah. rule that out? No, because no. It's, no, it's, I mean, it, like how serious? No, it's like, like it's hard because there are things in this world that we can't explain, and this is something that proves that there's there's no explaining it. Well, and because we don't have anything else to go off of. It opens up the possibility of like, it could literally be anything. It could be human trafficking. He could have wanted a new life. It could be aliens. It could be foul play from a friend or he he was depressed because he lost his mom and just wanted to get away. It could be so many things. And that's like these unsolved cases. I feel bad for open up such discussion. Yeah, I feel, I mean, that picture of his dad was just heartbreaking, you know, and it's just like, I imagine like you lose your wife and then your son vanishes. What, like you said, it was like 25 days later yeah. or, um, you know, not even like a month later. And it's just, I can't imagine that kind of loss and such a short amount of time. And I just, I really feel for his father who I know you said passed away, but it's still, it's just very sad. Yeah. Justice um, will be served though. Yeah, and also, like, in the future, if we come across articles, like, you know, like the one that they posted in February, we'll let you guys know. We'll keep you updated. And also, if if we do our own individual research, like, if we can't stop thinking about it after we record and we come across some new stuff, we'll bring it up. Kind of like we did with Kanika Jenkins and that wormhole. That wormhole, yeah. Um, Bad one. So, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Adam? No, I just, it's fascinating. Like, I know it sounds really weird to be like, a missing person's fascinating, but there's just so much to it. And this is one that's documented. How many of these come up every day that we don't hear about? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There yep. was a lot when I was, like, doing my research. It was hard to pick. Yeah, it's sad, truly. And I, it's sad because he, I, I don't want to go there, but because he was a white male is probably a big reason why he got a lot of um of the like media coverage that he did but there are a lot of like poc and lgbtq that go missing all the time and they don't get that kind of coverage and it happens a lot and a lot of the times it just goes under our noses and we don't even know you know Mm -hmm. whether it's human trafficking or just hate crimes or whatever it may be it's just it's sad that this stuff exists in the world you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah um okay are you ready to go Allie? yeah okay cool let's do it yeah buckle up for this one guys oh boy well i'm here for it <laughs> adam actually helped me find this but he didn't read it so he doesn't know anything about it so creds to adam Woo-woo. thank you adam you're welcome <laughs> so i looked up this um, woman, she, her name is Cynthia and Anth- Cynthia Anderson, Jesus, and she disappeared in 1981. So it's kind of old, but it's still unsolved, or else I wouldn't be talking about it. And it's in Ohio, or else I wouldn't be talking about it. Um, <laughs> she was 20 year old, uh, 20 years old. Why can't I speak? Okay, 
<laughs> she was 20 years old and she worked at a as a secretary for the law office of James Rabbit and Jay Fieldstein in Toledo, Ohio. Which is Oh, kind Toledo. Of, yeah, yeah, that's close too. Mhm. Close and to us. She was like, you know, a very ambitious young woman. She had a really good life. She actually was um two weeks away before she disappeared from attending like a Christian college with her boyfriend because she was pretty religious and she was raised pretty religious. Um, I feel like I read a lot of stuff and it seemed like her parents were kind of those like crazy kind of religious. So I think she was say no more. Yeah. I think she was brought up very like, I don't know. Sheltered. Yes. So it didn't seem like she she wasn't like she wasn't a drinker, she wasn't a drug user, anything like that. Um so basically she she still lived with her parents and she was like transitioning into life college life. And um on August fourth, nineteen eighty one, she was last seen around nine forty five AM at her work and she was by herself. And um, she was there, like, earlier in the morning for some reason. And Where did she work? Did you say that? I'm sorry. I don't yeah, she worked that. at a law office. Gotcha, as a law secretary. office. And I, like I just he... blinked on that. I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> um, so, like, other coworkers came into the office later on that morning, and there was nobody there. But she, her car was still in the, in the parking lot which is weird, but the only thing she had taken was her purse and her keys. But her car was still outside. So how did she leave? That's weird. Like <sighs> She didn't leave like a note or anything because she would usually leave notes if she was like going to get food or going to get coffee or something. Right, just to let people... Her, well, and this is the 80s too, so yeah. it's not like she could like send a text or... Yeah, so that's what she, she usually did if she left, but there was nothing nothing like that. Um, she was supposed to place the phones on hold if she left. There was no, like, phones on hold. Um, like, everything was still on. The AC, the radio, all the lights. Um, and she actually, like, it was really weird. They found one of her books. It was like a, I don't know, 80s probably romance novel. We all know those. Mm-hmm. Um, it was opened. And the weirdest thing was it was open on her desk to a page of the kidnapping scene. <gasps> In the book, whoa! Some lady gets kidnapped at gunpoint or at knife point. So that's that was so odd. weird. Yeah, and actually, before this happened, I mean, we still don't. There's still I still have more to read, but I wanted to tell you guys that she was having dreams of being abducted before this happened. Huh? Like, Did she? Was yeah. she telling? Uh, like her boyfriend this or her family that she yeah, was having these dreams. Okay. That's so weird. Yeah. So she must have had like a premonition or something, but had I she mean, did it say as she had had like instances like that before where she kind of could like I guess in a way like get premonitions of like not that I read. It was just gonna that happen. One she okay. just kept having reoccurring dreams of being abducted. That's basically. strange. And I think it's because of what I'll tell you uh here in a second so when when she when the other co-workers came in um the office was locked behind her so like it was weird because like if you're being kidnapped 
Why would you lock the door behind you? Right. And someone would just like eat you out of there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and there would be signs of a struggle too. Yeah, exactly. But and the fucking book was open. It's just weird. There's more yeah. weird stuff to come. Um, yeah. So it says that her sister, Cynthia's sister, Christine, overheard Cynthia tell their mom about some of the dreams. So yeah, it was her mom. Um, and her, Cynthia also thought it was a premonition of danger. Like she was kind of like scared. Um, so at her office that she worked at, the, it was even though it was kind of common because she works at a law office. Like you have to keep that in mind that she kept getting disturbing phone calls from people. And right. um, one of her, she didn't tell anyone about the phone calls. The only reason that a colleague knew is because she he witnessed her reaction to a phone call a day before she disappeared. So she gotcha. like reacted like she appeared to be very distraught about the call that she got and she was like freaked out. Right. Had she, she been <clears throat> telling anybody what these like were these no. phone calls targeted at her specifically? Had she told anybody like huh? You didn't yeah, it, that's like also really weird is that she didn't say anything about it to anyone. The only way that someone knew about the phone calls is because of like her reaction that was seen. Right, yeah. And that was a day before she disappeared. So wouldn't these phone calls, well, you know, it's in the 80s, but wouldn't these phone calls be air quotes screened or recorded for quality assurance purposes? Like, shouldn't they be able to go back and like listen to these phone calls to see if maybe there was a read like, what was being said i don't think so i don't know if that was like a thing then or if yeah because this was early 80s right yeah. you said 81 right yeah, 81 is when she went disappeared when she disappeared um it was just kind of like weird from there i mean no one has seen her today or offered like any information and this article that i found was actually published like three days ago and so there's still nothing three days ago wow yeah so why would she leave her whole family and her siblings and her boyfriend and she was about to go to a Bible school and they also wanted her her banking information, you know, back to like the last thing. Um, she was a good saver of her money and she never even accessed it or used her social, secu social security number after she disappeared. So she didn't do shit. It's like Adam said, poof, gone. Yeah, like she just vanished. Hmm. Yeah, and um. This this is where it gets interesting. I mean, it's already interesting, but it gets more interesting. Um, after a week went by after she disappeared, Toledo police got a phone call from an anonymous woman, and she claimed that someone had abducted Cynthia and kept her in a basement. The caller didn't provide an address or any useful information leading to Cynthia, so they were just kind of like, what the fuck was that? So like, she just straight up was like, that girl that was kidnapped, she's in a basement. And then she yeah. hung up? Like, that's yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. That's, weird, yeah. that's cryptic. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing that I thought was interesting, which is a like is kind of a theory, um, it's involving an attorney. So, again, keep in mind law office. That's like a big thing in this story, I think. Um, there was an attorney named Richard Neller who worked in that law office and he had a client named jose rodriguez who they were actually both charged on drug related crimes and sent to prison because the lawyer was like helping him get more drugs and shit oh 
plot so, twist. Yeah, they both got arrested. And so they think that, like, maybe she knew something about that situation. And, like, they were getting back at her. That and would explain, like, yeah, potentially maybe the phone call she was receiving were, like, threats, like, basically, like, you better not tell anybody what you know or this and this yeah, and this. Like, her boss, he was actually her boss. Richard Neller was Cynthia's boss, and he had represented this drug dealer. And, um, I mean, she maybe she overheard something, their conversation, or read know. something. I mean, she was she was a secretary. She could have been doing filing. Yeah, and did saw something she shouldn't saw have. something. Yeah, that's so. a possibility. Yeah. What about- <clears throat> This person that would call her stuff was like a stalker, like somebody that had been watching her for a while and was. That could be, yeah. That's another possibility. Like, hey, you know, this is I've been watching you, and you don't, you can't tell anybody because I know that you work close to people that can get me in trouble, and you know. Yeah, or they threatened to hurt somebody she cared about if she did say, you know, hey, this person's stalking me or threatening me, and her dreams. As far as having like premonitions and reoccurring dreams about being kidnapped, it'd be kind of the same as being like, okay, I've had this dream over and over again. So it's your subconscious kind of telling you like, hey, something's about to happen. Like, you know, the saying, like, if you lose a tooth in your sleep, like something bad could happen or whatever. Like, it could very well be that. Sorry, Amber. I have those dreams often where my teeth (laughs) fall out. I didn't put two and two together. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. But yeah, I do agree with that. And like, Maybe if she was into these this genre of book, whether it be like romance or like suspenseful romance or like whatever, if she was reading it before bed, maybe she fell asleep and you know dreamed that was about what she was reading. I know I've done that sometimes where I fall asleep playing Animal Crossing and then in my dream I'm still playing Animal Crossing. It's like <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I think- you know. Honestly, I think she might be like one of those people that's like actually like psychic. I mm-hmm. guess, yeah, and something, and or someone was like something entity was telling her like through her dreams, hey, this is gonna happen. Be on the lookout. Yeah, it's so it's almost like out. it's like almost like she got a glimpse of like her own mortality, and then just kind of was playing a waiting game of like, I know it's gonna happen. It's just when it's gonna yeah. happen, you know. But, like, and, why take her keys but yeah. leave her car? Like, Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Because you would think if it was somebody hastily kidnapping her, they would have just taken her car. Like, if you have the keys, why not just take the car? Why leave it? But exactly. unless they were trying to make it look like she left willingly. Like, yeah. yeah. I could see you know, that, like yeah. they could stage it so that way it looked like she was not like it to make it look like she wasn't being kidnapped but they forgot to include the letter that she usually writes before she leaves the house yeah well and maybe it's somebody that didn't know that that was typical of her to do well yeah that's that's what i meant yeah yeah Yeah. totally i'm i'm i agree with you yeah and i think it also there's there were no signs of a struggle is what it seems like to me like no she didn't she didn't do the the obvious like um you know putting the the calls on hold and stuff like that, but it, it wouldn't, I mean, it didn't seem like there were any like 
broken windows or locks or like that but she then, tried to get away. Like, do you think it could be that she was kidnapped from somebody that she knows? And that's why like, it wasn't needed. It wasn't like, it didn't look like there was a struggle because she was mm-hmm. going she willingly. Like she trusted maybe. them. Yeah. yeah. And that's a cute. lot of the times, I think I said it a few episodes back, maybe one of the first episodes we recorded where a lot of the times when young people go missing, it's because it's because of a family member or a family friend, someone they've trusted, someone they have trusted in the past and still trust. And like you said, they kind of were like, well, this person wouldn't hurt me. Let's, let's go, you know? And so there was this um, show that I used to watch on Netflix and I, can't remember which one it's I don't remember like what it's called. I think it's called Cold Justice. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. I'll have to look it up. Um, but they basically they go around and they saw it's these two women and they go around and they solve all these like cold cases. Oh, I've seen that. Yes. We've and they had this did, exact conversation like a few episodes back. Have I'm we? Pretty, yeah, I'm like pretty sure. Movie? Okay. Yes. Yeah, oh, we're always right. like, yeah, I love that show. For sure. yes. <laughs> well, of course. Continue, Round two though. of the conversation Continue. then. Yeah. Um, so in one of the episodes, they were investigating um, this person who was shot and killed in their car. And their car was left on the side of the road. And no, they could never figure out who did it. Or, well, they ended up figuring out who did it. But like at the time, they couldn't. And um, one of the things that I always, always, always think about is they talked about how it had to have been a person that sh- the girl knew and that was in the car with her because her purse was in the back seat and a girl who's driving alone usually puts their her purse in the passenger seat not the back seat and yeah. i think about that all the fucking time like yeah, about how yeah. like just even like the placement of like your purse could determine whether or not you were alone or somebody else was in the car with you. Like, so that's whether it was someone you trusted. Yeah. Cause you know, when you and I drove together, obviously you trust me. You're like, hold my purse. You know, like you're not like put it in the back seat. I don't trust this person. Like it clearly was somebody that maybe she knew, but like maybe didn't, wasn't super comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's like little details like that, that you're like, Oh my God, you wouldn't think about like, cause when I like, if I take my purse off, like I usually wear a crossbody, but if I'm if I don't have one, like I'll I just I put it places without even really realizing that I'm doing it. Like, and it's based off of it, if there's people in the car with me or not. Like, if yeah. all you guys are in the car with me, I'm gonna hand Amber my purse and not put it next to you guys because I don't want it to be in your way. So it's just like it's certain things like that that like you don't think about when you're doing it, but like crime scene yeah. investigators are like, okay, well shit, there must have only been one person in the car because the purse is in the back seat or something like that. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Like all these little pieces add up. And I just feel like the fact that she had her purse and her keys or they were taken and there was no sign of a struggle, but she didn't do the things that she would normally do to leave the house just tells me that she was taken by somebody that she knew. Yeah. Like, I don't know. No, that's that's where that's where and I like, was getting with all that, that whole long ass story. <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that the, that I think that she purposely left the book open to that page to hint towards like this is what's happened to me. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I can see that. <clears throat> that that piece of the puzzle is very interesting to me. 
Yes. Like like the book left open to that specific part in the book. Mm-hmm. That's extremely interesting. But if she's paranoid, you also have to think about like this. If she's having these dreams and she's thinking like, holy shit, I'm about to get kidnapped or whatever. Maybe she left that as a clue for the police. Like, hey, yeah. like you said, like this is what happened to me. And, didn't, and maybe she didn't necessarily leave it open like on her way out of like being kidnapped maybe she left it open like on her way to work that morning she just or whatever yeah. the night before she just was like i'm scared i'm gonna leave this as a clue so in case something does happen to me the police know yeah this is exactly. what's going on yeah that makes so much sense that's exactly what i think My yeah i agree you, know, is you, you told her or you said that she was like she had like a strict upbringing right yeah also before you guys get into more theories i wanted to just say that um her dad, her dad passed away in 2008, and her mom passed away um, like a year after she disappeared. So, if so, that, 80, so her mom passed away in 82. Yeah. So, if that brings anything else to the story, but but other than that, I, that's all the details I have. So but, we can do the theories now. Well, two things. One, this is an unsolved mysteries episode, so True. they have a full, almost half hour episode dedicated to this story. Okay, I was gonna um, ask that because yeah. I think I feel like I've seen it. I've yes. seen a, yes. I've watched a lot of Unsolved Mysteries, and um, it sounds it sounded familiar. I'm gonna watch it again just because I yeah I want to watch that too. show to, in the beginning anyway. But is it on Netflix? So, I think it is. No, Forensic Files is, but that's another story. Um, Hulu, Hulu, I believe. It's on Hulu, yeah. and I think you can watch. I think some seasons are available, maybe Amazon Prime or even okay. YouTube. If anyone wants to watch yeah. it, there you go. Um. Yeah. So if she had a strict upbringing, I guess it could go back to maybe she staged all this to start a new life and to escape the troubles that were kind of going around and to escape this, air quote, stalker or abusive calls. Like she was mm-hmm. like, you know what, I'm just going to remove myself. I'm not going to tell anybody about it. I'm going to make it look like I was kidnapped and that's what they're going to think. And they won't, they won't think that I left to go to Mexico or Sweden or something, you know, like. Yeah, maybe. I would probably lean more towards that in this story than something happened to her. What do you think, Logan? I don't. I don't really think it was like the, you know, she, Allie said that that she worked for a lawyer that dealt with a drug dealer because I feel like the that I'm not saying I'm I know much about it, but like what I'm based off of is like. TV shows and other factual stuff is like those kind of people like they want to make a scene out of that just to scare other people from snitching. So I don't really That's think it true. was like the drug drug related part of that. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. kind of like um, as like a warning, like mm-hmm. this is what ha- this is what will happen to you if you yeah, <laughs> yeah like right. Yeah. I know what you or, mean. But, yep. You know, maybe since she's a secretary. She worked for this, you know, attorney's office that maybe somebody that had a case going through that attorney thought oh, that yeah. she had information regarding it. And it was like their way of threatening her. Like, you know, no, there's like a lot. Me. No, there's like a lot of um, people that work in those type of jobs that get those kind of calls, like disturbing calls daily. Like, it's just like mm-hmm. a thing that they have to mm-hmm. deal yeah. with yeah. because they work in law and, and um. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, I can hear that. What happened? Is that me? No, I don't know. It made the noise like someone left. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, Ali, it comes with the terror. It comes with the job. It comes with the territory of like, you know, sketchy ish people. Clients could be, um, a part of it, a part of your everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, kind of like a, I I kind of have two theories bouncing around one being that I agree with you, Jules, that it was somebody she trusted, maybe a family member or a family friend or a teacher even, um, that she trusted. And that's why there was no signs of a struggle because she, this person shouldn't be somebody that would hurt her or cause her harm. Um, and she left with them willingly. And that's why there's no signs of a struggle. But I also do kind of go back to a little bit of kind of bouncing off of like what Adam said. She was very sheltered from what it seems and had religious family. So probably was very, um, I don't know, um, maybe bored with her life, wanted more yeah. for herself. Um, maybe didn't want to go to college and just hadn't told anybody because she didn't think she could. That's what um, I would think, or she was like, didn't she didn't she wasn't re- actually religious as her parents? Yeah, let them down. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and and she reads these books, these romance books of these people living these lives, and was probably like, I want something like that. If I stay mm-hmm. here, my family's never going to let that happen. Yeah, and I've already committed to uh, going to this religious college and with a boyfriend. You know, like I've already made that commitment with him to go together. And she probably just felt like there's no way for me to get out of this. No one here will let me. So I should, I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe she was kind of, you said that she was telling her sister that she was having these dreams, right? No, her, her sister overheard her telling oh. her. Gotcha. Okay. I was going to say maybe she was leaving. Um, maybe her mom was on the same page as her and the dad was the one that would not let this happen for them. And so maybe she was kind of like hinting to her mom, like, hey, I'm having these, these dreams about me disappearing. And, you know, it seemed like it was a kidnapping. I don't know. Kind of maybe like telling her mom, like, this is our way out. This is our way to go together. Yeah. Type deal. I don't know, man. It's the 80s. Well, yeah, that's true. And, like, another thing you have to keep in mind is, like, I don't know. I feel like religion was, like, a big deal then. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And now. And, and like, yeah. Her Her being a female, too. Her father actually describes her, like, used a word to describe her as obedient. In quotes. Ew. See, and I feel almost like a lot of the times, especially because she's a female, the fathers are very like uh, protective over them and kind of almost have this weird, like gross, like, you know, the dads that are like, if she ever has a boyfriend, I'm going to threaten him with a gun. If he ever like yeah. touches her, like just dads are so very grossly like protective over their daughters and so maybe like her dad was him saying that she was like obedient. Like that's just really gross to me. And like it is. Well, that word in general just makes me cringe. It's like moist. Yeah. <laughs> well, her dad also made like a <laughs> yeah. her dad trigger also- warning. <laughs> oh my god, guys. 
Sorry. Um, her dad also was saying that, like, in quote, she was spending a lot of time on her face and herself, and she'd skip breakfast for this reason, and that may be a part of the problem. Ew. Because like, she that's wanted so to look good, does it mean that she's that's why she's Bro, shit or she's twenty. Or she's twenty fucking years old. If she wants to put on some fucking eyeshadow, let her. Her, like, her yeah. lifestyle is very similar, and and obviously this is just me thinking out loud. But like her lifestyle is kind of similar to like Carrie. And mm-hmm. the Carrie oh god, it is. That's like what I was her really thinking was very, the whole time. Like, yeah, religious and oh, you can't. You know, all your. I don't think her their her parents were that bad. Well, no, but like, I hope not. That's kind of like where I'm thinking maybe I wouldn't say drew the inspiration. That book was obviously written in the seven, like the late seventies, early eighties, but I don't know. It just seems very weird. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like she didn't have a chance to rebel in her life or do anything. That, and that's like, I think my, my biggest theory is she felt smothered and yeah. wanted to experience the world and knew if she stayed that it would never happen, that her parents wouldn't let it happen, her boyfriend wouldn't let it happen. Yeah. Like you said, maybe she wasn't, she didn't have the same faith that they did and didn't want to go to this religious college and continue to practice something that she didn't even believe in in the first place. So I I think that's my biggest theory. I would say that she kind of was just like, y'all are smothering me, I believe. And that would explain why there were no signs of a struggle and why she didn't. Yeah. Um, That would actually explain a lot, like why she mm -hmm. left the car. Because you wouldn't yeah. go driving around in your own car if you're planning yeah. to skip out, but you would take your keys and your purse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah maybe exactly. She set it up to look like a kidnapping. Maybe she didn't even have those dreams. Maybe she was lying just to That's set what I'm saying. up. She thinks she gone girl it. Yeah, absolutely. Neither her black and fucking peace out. Mm-hmm. It literally, like, like maybe hit the ride with somebody, yeah. skip town, and nearest gas station. She went to the bathroom, fucking dyed her hair black, or whatever put on that fucking makeup her dad was pissed she was wearing was like fuck you dad and just like fucking put that shit on and got the hell out of there man i mean who knows and i hope i hope that that's what it is for her sake yeah i would say that's that's my biggest theory i think that would make the most sense and the only thing that wouldn't make sense with that is like her she didn't touch all the money she had but Mm -hmm. i mean she wouldn't if she had the plan to disappear because that would show where she's at so that makes sense she seems like like she was very smart and um knew what to do she'd been reading about it in books um and i i feel like she kind of knew like what to not do to leave a trail in a way or to be tracked um yeah i would say that's my theory definitely well i mean one thing that i would say against that is like if they're super religious like that, why would they let her get a job like that? Like, you know, because lawyers, you know, there's two, there's always two sides to a lawyer's like mm-hmm. agenda, you know, and if she's super religious, there's got to be like belief that they believe in that and that would go against her doing, getting that job there. So, I mean, my theory, not to say your theory was wrong, like, my theory is like, I think that the human trafficking, like, there you, I was trying to look at information about statistics about, like, human trafficking during that time. I couldn't yeah. find much about it, but I feel like it, it was more of, like, that, and ter- but it, maybe it was, like, a co-worker that, like, mm-hmm. like threat, threatened possible. her. 
threatened yeah. her at work, and she, maybe she she had to get into a different car, and she maybe she had to leave leave other things behind. I yeah. mean, maybe that's why she left clues yeah. around. No, that's it does. Yeah, it does feel like the book is a clue. Yeah. yeah, to to be open to that specific page seems to me like it's a it's a clue, definitely yeah. not just like a coincidence. Like that's a little too much of a coincidence to me. I yeah. mean, she, but she wasn't. Did you? She wasn't a lawyer. She was just working at a law office as a secretary. Right, but I mean, it, but she's still around the environment. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what kind of tipped me off. Like, if they're super religious, I don't think those kind of people would like want to associate with the like picking sides of against their religions and beliefs, stuff like that. Yeah, being around that all the time. No, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I think these are all really good theories, guys. Like, I think they all are like possible. I'm hoping it's the thing where she's like still alive and like okay. <laughs> Is this case closed or is it still open? No, it's just unsolved. Oh, so they're not. There's no investigation still happening oh, um, okay. within the Toledo Police Department of like right. where she could be. It's closed. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, like you said, Ali. I hope that that is the case. She just wanted a better life. She wanted a life, mm-hmm. and um, just got out and is okay and has grown and is fucking just living her shit. Yeah. yeah. How old, wait, how old would she be now? She was 20 in 1980. So she'd be like, what? Six? Oh, she grown, grown. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, but she she can still be living that life. Maybe yeah. she wanted to be a warrior and her parents didn't want her to be because they were religious. So that's, that's also why she dipped out. Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah. And I mean, who knows if she, if she was going to a religious college? Who knows if they even offered law to study? And God, was, that would explain why she worked there and something. Mm. So I don't know. That she was explain. only going because her boyfriend was going. It didn't wasn't like she had the ambition mm-hmm. to actually go herself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's God. Maybe she did want to study law. That would make a lot of sense yeah. as to why she worked there in the first place. Yeah, and you know what? Good. Like maybe. Sorry, Adam. Go ahead. No, you're fine. No, go for it. I was just going to say that kind of go could go back to potentially what Jules said. Maybe it was a coworker who she was confiding in that was like, I want to study law. This is what I want to do. That helped her to leave. And then it still would be a person that she trusted to that helped her get away. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe she planned this all Maybe. along. Like, Hey, I'm going to go into this way and I'm going to start doing these things to kind of mm-hmm. plan years in advance. Like we obviously see people like, murderers you know plan things years in advance before they carry it out so who's to say that she didn't do this with her disappearance she planned it 10 15 years in advance that's true i, mean, I don't know yeah. she was when she was 10 she would have had this well plan. i'm just i didn't think about her only being 10 i was going to back you up I, didn't, I didn't think so either but i no, it's okay i got what you meant hey, though hey who knows you know there's kids that run away because i guess an age really doesn't matter you know? bro like, it doesn't there are fucking kids that kill situation like mm-hmm. i don't know no, I mean, there's kids that fucking murder. So, yeah, I wouldn't put it past. That's the thing is that kids are always underestimated as to what Ooh. they are capable of, you know? So, I think I might have found my next topic, guys. 
child killers. Yes, sir. <laughs> There's quite a few of them. There's a lot of kid killers out there. There are kids that kill their parents because they kill other kids. <sighs> Another it's day. A thing. It's a thing. It's, those are just usually heavy topics. So just be careful because mm-hmm. they can be emotionally draining and heavy. You know, like I mean, hell, even every topic we talk about has some type of like emotional draining mm-hmm. aspect to it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think for me, the uh, Lisa Lamb one was very emotionally draining for me. That when I did that topic, it kind of really um, that's under my skin a little bit. It was heavy. It was a very heavy, yeah. heavy episode. Yeah, yeah episode was really heavy. Yeah. yeah, and it's stuff like that. It, it sticks with you sometimes, and it's the ones that you don't even think that kind of can fuck you up a little bit. That's how I mean, felt like the Kanika Jink. Jenkins thing was yeah. It, it digging more and more and dissecting YouTube videos and security footage, like it was getting to the point where I was getting more agitated for not mm-hmm. having an answer. Yeah, I just want I just wanted justice for both of them and their families. It's what they deserved. I mean, it just especially because they both were like you know like women of color and I was going to say that it's probably yeah negligence, not getting media coverage, bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It's like you were just talking about this. So, mm-hmm. yep. Brian. Yeah, exactly. Shit like that just it fucking just gets me, man. I mean, everyone I helpless with it. Out. Everyone deserves to have the mm-hmm. same amount of effort put in, no matter what color you are. Agreed. Absolutely, I agree with you. Um, okay. Is there anything else that you wanted to add, Ali, before we wrap things up? No, that was it. Well, great job, you guys. Yeah. I think that you both did a really good job. I love that they're both Ohio. Um, very Welcome close to Ohio. home related. Yeah. yeah. Ever come here. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I want to shout out my friend, uh, Maddie, who sent me a article forever ago that kind of got us on this trail of yeah. Ohio mysteries, because there is a lot of Was shit in Ohio. sent to us? I did, yeah. Thank you. Um yeah, and I'll oh, yeah, I'll link you. it too. It's it's uh it's a couple different um I think it's like podcast worthy is what it's called. Um Ohio related mysteries and it's interesting, definitely all the shit that goes on right under your nose and you don't you don't even know. It's um, the unknown. Yeah. It's the unknown. <laughs> it really is, and these both are very unknown subjects that you guys picked and they're unsolved and there's just so many theories that you could do, you know, like, yeah, it's interesting. Well, um, so next week, uh, who wants to go next week with Logan? Is Krista joining next week? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to ask. Yeah, I don't know. So we will have to ask her, but either way you're going Logan. Surprise. Um, so yeah, (laughs) we'll, we'll ask Krista and see, um, cause We've talked in the past. Krista will be joining us. Um, it just cracking depends on her job and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> so, I can hear someone cracking their knuckles. Who is it, Logan? Oh, Logan or Adam? I cracked mine face. too. Oh, um, so yeah, uh, Krista will be joining us. We'll see. She might be going next week with Logan. But either way, it'll be him and somebody else, and um, it's going to be more unknown coming at you, I guess. 
Thanks. Anything guys. else? Yeah. Anybody want? Anybody <laughs> want to add anything? Stay safe, y'all. Yeah. yeah stay stay safe. Safe. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Yeah, wash your damn hands. Wash your Don't hands. Your people. Yeah. Wear a mask. <laughs> Keep your fucking be, distance. Be civil obedience. Yeah, and be We're kind. To, you know, with things opening up, yes, we can go out and enjoy ourselves, but do it in moderation. Mm-hmm. And be kind to the people working through this that don't have a choice but to be out and. I will tell you this much, wearing a mask for four and a half, five hours straight is like the worst time of my life. No, no, 12 hours is the worst. Uh, Yours is probably, well, that and I ran my head into the wall while wearing one, but that's another story too. I don't think that's the mask. Because your glasses talk up. Well, I wasn't wearing my glasses either. So. That's the I feel that probably the glasses fogging up. I feel Bro, it. it's it's so bad. It's like I'm walking out of a shower. You gotta it's go horrible. with the contacts. Contact is no. the way. Yeah, I can't touch. Or don't be blind. Oh yeah. <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> Logan, stop oh. it. Trying to pull his contact out. <laughs> On that note. All right. Amber's gonna fucking cry. I'm gonna pass out. Um, oh, okay. That. So before this goes even more off the fucking rails, thank <laughs> yeah. you all. Um, yes. Like always, uh, we're whatever you're listening to us on, rate, review, and subscribe. Again, I still don't know what you can do on Spotify, if anything. Um, <laughs> but if you're on Apple, rate, review, and subscribe while you're there. Follow us on social media at Un- Unknown Podcast on Twitter and then just Podcast from the Unknown on Instagram. Um, feel free to correct us if we got anything wrong. Like always, we are human and mistakes are bound to happen so feel free to just correct us and be kind about it please and um if you have anything to add let us know if we missed anything any information let us know and thank you for listening yes thank Thank you you thank you